0: Red Raider outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1, The Beard, starring News Channel 11's Pete Christie, inside the Red Raiders publisher Jarrett Johnson, The Beard sports director Sean Dillon, and host of the Rockin' Pregame,
1: Jeff Scott.
2: All right, welcome into the uh, Rockin' Pregame, first home game of the year for Texas Tech. Getting underway at 6 o'clock tonight, it is uh, Texas Tech versus Texas uh, uh, SFA and uh, Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks coming to town. Coming up on the show today, we'll have uh, some uh, exciting news for basketball. Texas Tech basketball gets a commitment. Also, the latest recruiting news for uh, Texas Tech football. We'll do some and research. Voice of SFA, Rob Myers, will join us to give us the 411 on the Lumberjacks. And uh, we'll break down uh, today's offense and defense, the uh, key players, and, uh, you know, what must happen for the Red Raiders to win today. Well, rock or roll as usual. And, by the way, I think Jared still owes Pete a couple of six-packs of uh, Bud Light. So
1: oh, I brought the that out pack, there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: There we go. Oh. Uh-oh. And then uh, also uh, today, uh, Brad Leland from Friday Night Lights, uh, Lubbock guy, uh, joining us uh, today, and uh, we'll get. To, I guess let's uh, let's get first of all to the rock and reality check here.
3: This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. Let's get going with the
2: rockin' reality check. All right, this is where we take the temperature of uh, all things Texas Tech, particularly football. Since now here we are to game number two, first home game, and uh, Pete, what are you thinking?
3: Well, oh, man, I'm excited. You know, uh, the fact that they won last week uh, lifts the elevation and uh, of, of excitement here today. Had they lost, I think it wouldn't be like this today. You see, uh, girls looking so fine today. Uh, and, and Well, I mean, just you know, every graders Raid. well, too. Right? Yeah, but especially for the game. You know what I'm talking about. The boots are out. Yes. It's... Anyway, the, it's, yeah, a, it's said, a big game today. You say boots, um, right? I'm hoping at least okay. 50,000. Ah, ah, ah. Just making sure. Both, both is. No, probably true. Both are probably true. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, another chance to show this team is on the right track today, playing a team that they really are, are uh, better than in all facets of the game, and they now they need to show it on the field. I want it to come down to uh, Coach Wells saying, hey, let's call off the dogs." I need to see that moment, and I'm going to feel good today. But if it's a seven-point game or something, there's going to be a lot of worrying. But I expect, hey, let's – who who caught off the dogs? That's what people – who caught off the dogs? It's yeah, a, it's a, that's a, that's a good song. That's It's a remix. Pete's first big hit. <laughs> that's Jared, you're rocking
1: rowdy. check. Uh, I think Pete nailed it. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, those conversations we have at the grocery store, the neighbors want yes. to talk tech football. You know, there's been so much negativity, but then big win – Positivity with the with the new team and all that. Now everyone's kind of like it's kind of like Major League, you know. People are asking us before the season, who are all these new guys? You know, and then they're like, "Eh, they're still kind of you know blankety blank, you know. But then they see like, well, maybe they're pretty good. There's excitement here. You could feel it here at the Jones till a couple years or a couple hours uh, outside of kickoff. But there's more of a more juice, especially on the other side by Raider Alley and everything driving in. You could just see it and feel it. Everybody I talk with is here. Everybody in town's here. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're if you're anybody, you're here. So like, pretty much everybody I know is around the, the stadium today, and that that hadn't been the case the last couple of years. It's like even the Selma Lem guy asking, where you at? Not <laughs> uh, here. <laughs> right. Pete, you know that? I don't know Are you know on
2: TikTok, that? Pete? No, I, I'm not. I'm, no, talking I'm about, against man. TikTok. Just, right. But, hey, <laughs> I'm <laughs> enjoying <laughs>
3: talking Red Raider football over COVID that we've right. talked about for a year. This is what we want. This team's got to keep winning because we need talks like this, conversations He's like this. He's big on Facebook. Come oh, on. that's, He's right. A yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. TikTok is for kids. I'm a man. I'm okay. a 40 year old man. At least.
2: All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. down, peak. No, you can't really tell though. You, t- Jarrett, you mentioned the, you know, the excitement and everything. Just driving in today. Usually coming in, you know, we get here earlier, you know, to get set up and everything. And coming in today, the traffic is a lot heavier at this time than it was. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to make it in time. I was really <laughs> surprised with how many people are already down here. So that's a good sign of some of the excitement. So uh, today on the uh, rock and pregame, we got a special guest joining us, Brad Leland. If you watched uh, Friday Night Lights, you know all about Brad.
3: Yeah, I mean, Buddy Garrity. I mean, he was to the Dillon Panthers and even the, <laughs> e- the East Dillon Lions what uh, what we are to the Red Raiders. Uh, he is a Red Raider. He's from Lubbock. And uh, he and I have had a friendship over the years, and he called me and let me know he's in town. He's going to the game tonight, and he's joining us here now. And I know Shaq is here over on Raider Alley, but, man, we got Brad Leland. We got Buddy Garrett, and he's your buddy. He's my buddy. It's Brad Leland. You know, everybody knows you from Friday Night Lights, but you've probably done... Fifty other projects since that show ended and you're in between shows now where you got to come visit but you, were, yeah. you told me you've been running around real busy. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. Acting in a lot of things.
4: Yeah, it's been a really, it's been a great time. You know, everybody in the cast and crew uh, who, careers uh, you know, were, were strengthened and helped by that show because so many people watched it and liked it and, and so all of us have, have definitely worked a lot and I'm just back from a brand new HBO series which all the young people will no because it comes from a game called The Last of Us Oh, yeah. And uh, it's going to be, right now they're saying it's it's uh, the most expensive budget of television of all time. Beyond Game of Thrones, beyond uh, Harry Potter. And uh, they're spending like 10, uh, $20 million per episode wow. for this TV show on HBO. So I've been in uh, Calgary shooting that. They'll be shooting there for a year. And uh, it's it's very timely. It's, it's uh, post-apocalyptic, pandemic uh you know type show, and it follows the game, so there's three hundred million game players that that have played this game, oh, so yeah. they have a built in audience and they know that so so they 're spending money to make a really cool show and I just finished that one and and got lucky and got on another hBO series that shoots in austin so that 's where I go next week uh, uh after my we're doing a uh, i've got a, a high school group we we 're in our forty fifth year of coming together with, with high school guys that we we play a golf tournament in pine dunes texas uh pine dunes golf course it's in frankston texas wow. which is way deep in east texas but it's in an incredible destination golf course absolutely gorgeous and i you know i want to promote it because i love those people but pine dunes we've we've played there now for 45 years uh most of us are 65 to 67 years old all guys i went to high school with so it's very very special that we we still have that group and it used to be a one-day tournament now we go there for four days and we play poker and we play golf and we are complete idiots and we have a great time like we did when we were in high school and here we are you know getting on up there and and so that and then on to austin to start on uh, on this other new show that I'm doing with uh, Jesse Plemons and Jesse Plemons you know the biggest movie star in the world right now besides Michael B Jordan yeah. and uh, so Jesse's the lead in this new HBO series and along with um, the the little twin um, Elizabeth Nelson Olson, Elizabeth Olson. Uh, one of the twins, she is an awesome actress, and and so I'll I'll be down in Austin shooting that series for the next few months.
3: Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, yeah. you know Matt Wells trying to build the program up. I'm sure he's got a Buddy Garrity type guy next to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but if you were with him and you're Buddy Garrity, what would you say to Matt Wells and the Red Raiders? I would say,
4: uh, who are you? Now, I forgot. Who are you? Uh, no, no I, I know who this coach is. At first, at first, I asked my buddy, who's that guy? Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he he had a great program there. So it's, I'm, I love having him uh, here. And, you know, I, I've not, I've not mad, met him, but uh, I'm excited about the Raiders getting better and better, you know. Then why not? I mean, <clears throat> the Raiders actually, if you guys aren't aware of it, put out uh, a quarterback that's probably, you know, the second best quarterback in the world right now, uh, uh, I think. I mean, uh, my daughter, yeah. you know, my wife, who even grew up here in Lubbock, she, she wasn't that much of a football fan, but now it's, you know, on Sundays, it's my, my homie. She lo- homie. <laughs> she, she loves her, my homie, so, yeah. uh, and I love my Leech. you know, I became good friends with Leach when he... When he came on our show, he actually came on Friday Night he right. did a scene with Kyle, and we all became buddies. And so now I keep in close touch with uh, Mike, and, and we have a great time together.
1: Yeah. You know, going back to some of the stuff you're doing right now, The Last of Us, well, what's your role? Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm familiar with that. You, you know that game. I'm excited about that show. You
4: it's know um, You know, it's, I think it's the reason it's, it's probably so popular is that... Uh, it, it has that character involvement. You're not just rolling around blasting people, right. but you actually care about the story, care about the characters, and you, you sort of get involved with that. So it's the same thing happening, and um, my role right now, I probably shouldn't really talk about it, but <laughs> you you know, I kind of start the pilot off, and uh, you know, start off as a pretty regular human being, and I think I better leave it at that. <laughs> is that. that right. I'm, a, I'm a regular guy living in Austin, Texas, and that's how the pilot starts with a family and and I think it's actually before you know what happens right. and I we will just let people find out what you know <laughs> what is
2: awesome all right. Well, there you go. It's a Brad Leland, uh, better known as, well, I don't know better known, but also known, I guess is probably the yeah, right way to say. But Buddy uh, <laughs> yeah. Garrity on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, so when you, when you walk around, do people ever yell at you with your character name? I mean, like, hey, buddy, it's, all,
4: it's always Buddy. They have no idea my real name. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, no, some do. But, you know, I've been trying to be in disguise the these days with, not, trying to, but I've had long hair and a beard now for a few years, and and I think sometimes that that will keep them from knowing yeah. but when they see the nose first of all the big old nose <laughs> and they know and then if I open my mouth and speak they immediately know yeah. It's, yeah. you know I can't I can't disguise this voice so they know and it's fun yeah. it really is because you know it's not that uh, it's not that touch of movie star weird stuff it's they love the show yeah, and yeah. they love Friday night lights so it's always admiration for the show and the story and so that's why it's fun hey, It I stays fun ask
3: you- I think 2010, 11, 12, there was talk they were going to make a movie, and it was kind of like a Mike Leach movie where a player got hurt and all this stuff, and then they killed it. Are you disappointed? Um, I...
4: Not, not really. And, you know, that was more rumor than true. Uh, they talked a lot about, you know, some kind of remake and some kind of coming, everybody coming back. But for us to capture what we had before, we would really need the producers, the writers, the crew that we had, the, you know, including, and then all the actors. We'd, we'd need at least a core right. of four or five of the actors that were on the show uh, to make it come back. And I just don't think we could all gather back up anymore, right. especially when you look at things like Jesse Plim- it's, you know, he's booked out now for three years on movies. Michael B. Jordan's the biggest movie star on the planet. You know, yeah. we it, it. It would be five years from now before we could gather everybody up, and that would be <laughs> in advance. Yeah. So you know, maybe it'll happen, and I certainly would be you know amenable to uh, a reunion, but. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe miracles happen. Sometimes, sometimes.
2: It's hard to it's always it, it's hard to go back and capture that same magic again, it is. you know sometimes. It is. I want
4: them to just do the Buddy Buddy Garrity show. With, <laughs> uh, with Buddy Garrity and Buddy and I call it Buddy Jr. Yeah. I call him I call him Bud Light. <laughs> and, so, and so we got we got Bud Light and Buddy, and what's happened to them? And then you bring the other characters in. Yeah, we don't, we don't need, we don't need Kyle and Connie. They're, they're, no, 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 we gotta have Kyle. We, we gotta have the the woman with the greatest hair in the world, right? That's right. right? Yeah, oh, that whole
3: cast oh, was yeah. unbelievable, and that's the, why Friday Night Lights is so loved. It is, and the movie was great too.
1: But you know, watch like you said, the rewatchability with the TV show. I mean, come on. You know, you're, I think Mrs. it's on
3: Peacock now. Right. If you've never yep. seen Friday Night Lights, do yourself a favor. Incredible. What have you been living Incredible. on? Incredible. You know?
1: But uh, it's interesting because the movie, you're almost kind of like cast as a villain. But then, did, didn't you feel like, you know, kind of like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It then, was then,
4: hard for that guy to break through that. That, for sure,
1: but the TV show, I mean, I don't know. You may have been the most likable character. You and uh, uh, Riggins, probably. You know, seem like the girls uh, like Riggins, uh, and the guys love the, you the know? girls. The girls love Riggins. Oh yeah, from eight to eighty. You know, I always go,
4: what about Kyle? Isn't Kyle better looking than Riggins? Oh no, we like the we, we like the long haired dirty boy. I, said, I don't know what it is about that, but you know, I, I somebody said. You know, he's so good looking, and I always just thought of that greasy hair. What's he doing with my daughter? You know, and, and, you know I was, you know, he's a hockey player from Canada. He's learning how to play football, and what is it? You know, wh- why did the women think he's so good looking? Well, the reason when I found out why is because um, they did. We we did that scene where you know how the. High school football players always dress up like cheerleaders at the pep right. rally. Right. And there was a one scene where Riggins was one of those, and all the guys are out there dressed up like the girls. And I looked at him, and his hair was up, and he had makeup on. I went, that's a pretty, he's, he's actually pretty woman. No wonder the women like him. He's pretty, you know. And I went, okay, I get it. All right. So, yeah, it's all, all the women love Riggins, and then Kyle, unfortunately, comes in second. I'm okay. way down the line on that part.
2: Well, you know what, Brad Leland, man, we appreciate yeah, you uh, stopping by the Rock and game so today, much. and uh, let's uh, go have enjoy enjoy some football tonight. And uh, again, we appreciate you uh, taking some time with us today here. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I oh, really man. appreciate it. It's, it's nice to be back in the in the hub city. That's right, Brad Leland uh, from Friday Night Lights. And uh, when we come back here, it is some ex- ex- an exciting commitment for Texas Tech basketball. Uh, we're going to touch on that uh, coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on 101.1 the beers. All right, we are back as we get ready for Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin tonight, kicking off at six here at the Jones. Man, you got a great atmosphere today. Uh, I think it's the most people I've seen down here this early uh, for the you know last two three years probably. I mean, I oh, found I the traffic was coming yeah. in was was more than it's been, and that's a good sign. You maybe some excitement coming back. Yeah, Shaq here too, and yeah, so. that's right, Shaq uh, on the ones and twos over there at uh, Raider Alley, and uh, you know, and and plus I think people, man, just ready to come out and be Americans and exercise their freedom to come and enjoy a sporting event. It's great to see. we got American flags everywhere. Of course, today is a, uh, a day across America that everybody's remembering. It's the 20th anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center, so uh, that's on everyone's mind. Uh, we're honoring first responders and our military tonight at the game, uh, the Patriots' Day game. And uh, if you know a first responder or a military member, just be sure and tell them thank you for uh, for what they do for our country. And as we all remember, uh, you know just what happened 20 years ago on this day. All right. Uh,
1: yes, it is windy in Lubbock. Yes, I know. Yeah, you can hear <laughs> so the wind can hear blowing the wind through
2: here. here. But uh, uh, coming up here a little bit, we're joined by the voice of SFA Rob Myers. Uh, he'll be giving us the 411 on the lumberjacks.
3: Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news. So exciting.
2: Some exciting news, I guess, this week. A commitment for no Texas tech, tech basketball. Yeah.
1: Big commit. Uh, the number 31 overall player, according to 24-7 Sports, and Richard Pop Isaacs. And you know what? Some people have called him uh, Pop Isaacs Jr., Pop Pop Isaacs. He actually posted on Twitter, look, my name is Richard Isaacs. Um, that's what my parents call me. To everyone else, respectfully, my name is Pop. All right? <laughs> okay. So call me Pop. So not Pop Pop, not <laughs> Jr., just Pop. Richard Isaac's formal, or he's no one's grandfather. That's right. right. Okay. Or All no right. one's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. so, All right. All right. Anyways, six-two uh, guard out of uh, Nevada. Um, he's a pass-first guy, but man, he can really fill it up. He's a perimeter scorer. He's a guy who can break down the defense. He's that shorter. I say shorter. He's six-two, but he's kind of the smaller uh, guard, quick guard that cr- that can create that we've been clamoring for the for years. true point guard. The type true player, point guard that can yeah. dart around. And you know, honestly. Look, there's nothing against all these 6-6 six, six versatile players that, that Tech has stockpiled over the years. I mean, they've won a lot of games with those type of players, and there's a lot of players still like, on the roster right now that look like that. But it just seems like every really good team, I mean team that's putting up banners, has to have that quick perimeter guard that when everything breaks down, they can break down the defense and get a bucket either for yeah. themselves or their teammates. You know, And this guy is definitely a uh, pass-first point guard, who can, but who could also score. Um, and actually, you know, another big target for that 2022 class uh, is local guy, Amarillo sharpshooter, Brendan Housen. And the coaching staff just went and visited him, had an in-home visit, along with Villanova, OU, Arizona State, among others, uh, because he's really blown up. You know, we've been talking about him for years, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, he's a four-star guy now. All right? Wow. He's, and I, which doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, uh, having seen this guy uh, in person, and that visit went really well, but he also played against Pop Isaacs in the summer league. So I asked him about that commitment because you know, they play not the same position, but they're both guards, you know So I said look, did you notice that? What do you think about that uh, commitment? He said I think he's a great fit for tech and will be a great guard for them I played him at Peach Jam this summer and he is a great point guard pass first guy who is really skilled in crafting So to me like you hear coaches talking that's great and that's you know quote experts break, right. break these guys down, but to hear the guys who actually play against them, you know, and with them, that's yeah. who I, I, I really value, yeah. you know, yeah. guys that went heads up to him. And the Peach Jam, for those that don't know, is like, that's one of the biggest summer tournaments that really, where these recruits can showcase what they can do, and their recruiting profiles and everything yeah. rise and fall from their performance in, in tournaments like Peach Jam. So, both of them had monster performances yeah. in the peach jam so that was really cool to hear from brendan and you know speaking of, of brendan because he is text in my opinion he's probably text top target um he's a guy that the red raiders have been recruiting for years they recruited when the previous coach was here and then coach mark adams also re him back in april and now he's blown up like i said because of the uh his performance in the summer but i talked to him friday which was just yesterday. Wow, it seems like forever ago. Uh, after the visit Thursday, and uh, he, look, he said, "Look, bottom line is I'm about to release the top six, and absolutely the Red Raiders are going to be in it." So, I'm not saying I'm not. I haven't put in a crystal ball for Texas Tech because he, he's received so many high major offers here recently. But Texas Tech's, Tech's going to be there till the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is. This guy is a 6'4 shooting guard. Like I said, now he's a four-star recruit. He's the type of guy who, as soon as he comes across half court, he's a threat to rise up and score from deep off the dribble. He's also a good facilitator. He's gone up against some of the very top, the most elite guys in the country uh, in summer league, and and not just held his own, but dominated some of those guys, which is, again, why he's risen up the recruiting rankings, rose up the recruiting rankings, and is picking up all these offers. So, that is huge. And if that all wasn't enough for basketball Okay, recruiting, there's more? There's more. Two four-star bigs are in town now, okay. all right? And I interviewed one of them. Uh, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. I'm losing track of the days at this point. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, Zach Keller, uh, Texas Tech, offered him in May. He's a 6'9 power forward out of Colorado. I don't know. Summer leagues are hard to figure out. He played on the Utah elite team with a bunch of you know uh, other blue-chip guys. But he's from Colorado. He is... One of those really athletic guys. He's like one of those six-six versatile guys, but he's six-nine. I mean, he can shoot from the outside. He's very athletic. I mean, he gets up and down the court. I mean, that's one thing. Is like if you watch his highlights, like you would love for him to play here at Texas Tech because he'll play defense and then he'll beat everybody down the, down the court and dunk on people's heads. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he also has the outside game too. So I mean, again, four-star guy Zach Keller is ranked number 73 in the country. Um, he's in he's in town right now, so he's been visiting. Uh, so you just visited TCU, Wake Forest. He's got uh, several, uh, a lot of offers. I mean, if you're a top 100 in the country, you're, you're, you're going to have a ton of offers. Um, and then the other guy is 6'10", Johan Traor. He's a Frenchman. He's ranked number 67 in the U.S. Um, he's got offers, man, from so many people. Pretty much he can ride his own ticket in the Big 12 yeah. wherever he wants to go. Um, just a skilled guy in terms of dominant rebounder. He's like a drop-step-and-dunk-on-you guy. I mean, he's a big. You know, I think what's funny is, like, a lot of times you get these guys, he's 6'10", and to me, he should be like a center. But he right. wants to be a stretch four. That's what everybody wants to do now, you know. And he's shown those skills, but at the, at the collegiate level, I mean, at the highest level of college basketball, he could be a dominant inside force for wherever he ends up. And he's up. not a guy that's going to take years of, no, let's no. hope he's no, gonna be and, and, a guy that would develop. And Pop I mean, Isaacs is yeah. going to like. I'll be shocked if he doesn't start. Yeah, I wow. mean he's going to come in and he's going to start. Yeah, I mean and that's to his expectation. Yeah. Uh twenty four seven sports interviewed him. You know when he committed and. and that's that's his expectation that's the coach's expectations for him and that's what his is as well yeah.
2: so so it's really uh, good to hear this because you know it's it's clear uh, Mark Adams and Barrett Peary and those guys I mean they've they've been uh, able to attract some really some top transfers and all but it was always that thing well high school guys they could be able to get they could be able to recruit high school guys and it looks like I mean they're in on some serious guys and then getting uh, pop Isaac so I, mean, I would that's...
1: argue that as of just this moment and I don't know if I would have said this two weeks ago yeah. but they're recruiting better. Than I thought they were this time last year. Yeah. Now, not in the I, there was a there was a period right after Tech made that run to the mm-hmm. Final Four where, you know, but there was some blowback because I mean some of the, the ways, uh, the, let's just say the sideline would act, react, mm-hmm. and quick quick pulls on some of the star players. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Naeem, you know, him leaving after what two weeks of the right, season. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good look. I mean, recruits notice that stuff. You know, so. Uh, Is that Namaari or Namari? what did uh, I say? No, you said Naeem.
2: No, that's uh, Naeem Stevenson. Namari. Na- bad. Namari. Well, Namaari, did you see he's at Alabama now? And I think he tore his ACL, he so hear, he's going to miss yeah. the entire season. I hate to hear that. Man, I hate that. But,
3: no,
1: you know, so right now, to keep it positive, right now I think they're recruiting at as high a level as I've seen. When you yeah. when you factor in, look at all the, st- the guys they brought in from the transfer portal. I mean, the old Banners, uh, the Williams, all, all those stuff. Th- Adonis Arms. All, yeah. all, I mean, I could go down the whole list. I mean, just really talented guys they brought in. This roster is going to be very good. And then, of course, now look at the high school recruits they're in
2: on. Yeah, no, that's, that's some great news for Texas Tech basketball. All right, but uh, topic today, of course, football. As Texas Tech opens their home uh, football schedule this evening at 6 against Stephen F. Austin. We've got more football to come. In fact, uh, also uh, updating you on uh, some football recruiting coming up here in just a few minutes on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame
3: here on 101.1 The beer. It's the Cotton Court Hotel Top 25 Scoreboard man what an upset right off the bat i got to watch the end of it very impressive number 12 oregon goes on the road and beats number three ohio state 35 28 you catch any of that game really really a big win for them uh, other scores today uh we've got uh of course uh i just lost my page with the scores so uh
2: Pete, I thought you—I thought you memorized all those. Oh,
3: you know what? I haven't memorized them all, (laughs) but I do know uh, number 22, Coastal Carolina, beat Kansas last night. I believe it was 49 to 22, and uh, you know, Kansas, uh, you know, they hung in there for a while. They did made it made it at least a. They did for a little bit. Of course, Iowa State. Uh, is leading Iowa right now. That's three nothing. First time in a hot minute that both teams are ranked in the top 25. Iowa Iowa State's nine. Iowa is 10. Number six Clemson leads South Carolina State 14 to nothing in the first quarter. We've got uh, Penn State number 11 leading Ball State 24-6 at the half. Number five uh, Texas A&M trailing Colorado. that's early in the second quarter. Number uh, 2, Georgia, 35 UAB nothing, that's at the half. Uh, Notre Dame leading Toledo 17-16. Holy Toledo. They're only up by 1. 11:06 left in the fourth quarter and we got number 19 Virginia Tech leading uh, Middle Tennessee State 35 to 7. Couple other finals. Number 13 Florida beat South Florida 42-20 and Auburn uh, all over Alabama State 62 to nothing.
4: Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news.
2: All right. Just had some uh, some great basketball recruiting updates from inside the Raider, Raiders.com. And, Jarrett, now moving over to football since, I mean, that's the topic that's uh, mm-hmm. on everybody's uh, mind. Certainly this evening with Ted getting ready to uh, face off against Stephen F. Austin here uh, at 6 o'clock.
1: You know, one of the most gratifying parts of Texas Tech's victory over Houston was how all the new players, the transfers performed you know after all off-season people saying, oh Texas Tech can't recruit, look at the recruiting rankings, I'm like no you gotta factor in all those transfers you know it it has you know the whole object of recruiting is to improve your roster right? Right. So we're gonna talk about the transfers here in a minute but first there are a couple of high school visitors in um, and this isn't a huge high school visitor weekend just because honestly it's going to be more about when the Big 12 teams are here, you know, the, the bigger name opponents. Uh, but there are two of the top targets, one in the 2022 class, Major Everhart, who's a man, one of the best players in West Texas, quite simply. You know, um, he's a guy who's utilized as a running back and an inside receiver. That's how Tech for uh, for sees using utilizing him here as well. I mean, I'm not saying he is this guy. I'm saying he's the like the prototype for what I'm trying to describe is Marshall Fall. All right in terms of a guy who's equally adept at being a ball carrier out of the backfield or receiver at of the backfield, but who could also line up and is, would be like your best receiver, too, or one of your best yeah. receivers. He's that talented. Uh, he's a track guy, uh, but he's a football player who runs track, not a track guy who plays football. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. But he's it's got that speed. It is yeah. a big difference. Um, and I think he's going to visit Notre Dame next week unless you know those things change. So, I mean, that's the kind of competition Tech has. Uh, but he's here today for a uh, unofficial. So I I think he's probably your top uncommitted 2022 uh, high school target. So, I mean, you want to show out for him today, of course. And then for the 2023 class, I mean, this is extremely local. uh, Friendship four-star offensive lineman Isaiah Kima, who, you know, his father, Troy Kima, is a, uh, you know, is within the athletic department. He's with the kind of the, the development um, he does things kind of off the field and helping uh, the players. Uh, but his son is just a beast for friendship. Ooh, they're going off a last, big win, right? Yeah, uh, I guess Cooper, uh, Cooper last night, so. man. That was that's at least two Quite in a row. Game. Wait, yeah. is, is it? No. They won a couple years ago. Did they win last year? Who won last year? Oh, I'm sure Cooper did. Cooper did. Yeah, yeah Cooper was a monster last year. So, But that's two wins in three years against Cooper. So, Yeah, uh, yeah no. Kima is a. Uh, you know, I actually created his profile on 24 7 Sports just to like. Within like the last year, and he's our, you know, risen up the rankings to a four star. You know, well, you write a great profile. Man. I know, right? I mean, got him out there. <laughs> uh, it got his best side on the picture. Yeah, there you know, go. Which makes a difference, now But you know, he's just, you know, great frame, long arms, all yeah. those things, all those tangibles. But he's also a great student. So I know he's interested in BYU. Um, I think all the Texas schools are going to be in play before he ends up actually making a real decision. It's crazy when you know in the past you'd say BYU and you'd go yeah okay
2: now you're going oh wait yeah. a minute guys guy could be playing in the conference now you know if he no. yeah
1: and you know what I'm seeing it's, we're really now starting to see an effect in recruiting not just for Texas Tech or like Oklahoma State but we're going to start seeing it for BYU who is already starting to kick Utah's butt for other reasons, uh, for certain prospects, for the guys they fight over. So, uh, you know, and BYU, I mean, they're a national brand, you know. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but Houston, of course, their recruiting is going to change. Um, I mean, football and basketball, they are already crushing it. Um, but then UCF, I mean, look at the athletes. They're going to have more access to it. I mean, if you can stay home, but play in a major conference, you know, mm-hmm. like that and playing the Big 12, especially if, like, there's a lot of DBs out there that want to play in the Big 12. They don't necessarily want to move that that far away from, from, like, Florida, but they want to play in, like, a pass-happy Big 12 so they can show off, get the the interception, get the stats, all that, you know. I hear that a lot, actually. So it's going to change recruiting. Like, it already has a little bit, and it's going to be interesting to monitor, like, you know, how has it changed it for a Cincinnati, you know, who has a a good basketball and football program. But now with being, you know, a Power 5 team, I mean, in Ohio, that's a pretty good recruiting bet. Too. I was about to
2: say, is it, how's that going to help uh, teams like Tech in Ohio and Florida no, it will. to have? Yeah. It's,
1: I, Florida is what I'm excited about. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it seems like whenever they've recruited, recruited guys from Florida. There's been some saga attached to it. You know what I mean? Like, no matter who it is, there's some saga. And there's, like, almost... what Nigel Bethel He was, Florida? I, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go down through all these, like, <laughs> depressing stories. But, yeah, but there were guys that had what, some, you know, some issues I or think, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think when they get more volume yeah. because of this, yeah. this is going to open up some doors for them in Florida. I think, and they have some, already, they have some ties. Uh, like uh, Derek Jones, I mean, he's used to, he was at Duke, he recruited Florida hard. So okay. they, there's guys on the staff already... Who have relationships with coaches in Florida? So now yeah. I, it is going to open things up. Yeah. I, you always want them to stay in Texas. I mean, come on. Right first for the first for the foremost. majority. Yeah, of it. and yeah. they're going to recruit Oklahoma because they have so many guys uh, from their staff from Oklahoma, and so the relationships. But
2: plus, regionally, it makes sense. Sure. Some, you know, yeah. But
1: why not go to Florida and get right. some of this? Get some speed. Get some yeah. Florida speed to add to the roster. Absolutely. Right. All right. Um,
2: how about uh, as far as you know, transfers? Yeah. Uh, you know, Tech is loaded with transfers this year, and and guys that are. You know they're all they all appear to be transfers who can actually play and contribute in very meaningful ways, particularly on defense. Yes. But after that first game against Houston, uh, how how do you evaluate uh, the transfers' performances? I felt
1: vindicated, actually. You know what I mean, in a way. You know because, of course, you know I'll say something throughout the off and on the message board and on social media, whatever. You know, from here, uh, people will be like, "Yeah, right." You know, you're just serving up Kool-Aid. I'm like, well, of course I'm serving up Kool-Aid, but. There's some truth behind it too. It really is, and you know, to see Reggie Pearson get eight tackles, interception, force a fumble, be Big 12 newcomer of the week. I mean, look. I mean, that guy can play. You know, yeah. It's not just going to be a one-game thing. Ryan, I mean, huh? I, I was not surprised at all that he had that kind of performance because that's how he was at Wisconsin. Um, Josiah Pierre was a surprise to me. He played a lot, yeah. and he looked good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it was pretty nice to have your third-string linebacker go in there at six two hundred forty-five pounds and just knocking people around. You know I mean? I enjoyed that. I don't yeah. know about y'all. Uh, that's just I'm not used to seeing that with Texas Tech football. And then all the, the all the other DBs. Marquise Waters had a good game. Um, you look at uh, Ray Rashad Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. good. Uh, Malik Dunlap showed flashes. You know, I think he had a couple of miscommunications early, but he showed flashes of what he can do. And he looked so big. Yeah, he looked like somebody said. I think it was it UP that looked like a linebacker from the from the Spike Dykes era. He's playing cornerback. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. Somebody was saying that to me, and I was like, "You're right." I mean, six four, two hundred fifteen pounds of corner. I mean, there's just not a lot of guys out there like
2: that. Well, and, of course, uh, Tyler Shuck and what he brings to the Red Raiders. Oh well, yeah. Well, I <laughs> tell you what, the thing that impressed me most about him was, I mean, obviously the guy's talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, certainly, but just the uh, the calm demeanor and the leadership on the field, and he looked very, he looked in control. There's times where you know these last few years. He, you know sometimes the quarterback position I don't know if you ever really felt there was a steady hand out there on the no. field but boy Tyler Shuck to me looks like a guy who is a I mean, really a steady hand even when Tech got down and you know he, he just he just seemed to be a calming influence out there and then gets the job done too I was really impressed
1: he, yeah me too I mean he didn't make any really big mistakes he took a couple of sacks where you know he ate the ball so, he, you know, he, he knew he was going to take a big hit, but he didn't, you know, he secured the ball, so he didn't fall. And, and
2: did the coaches, I mean, Cumbie, I think I just, said, they said no, it was kind of on him on those, but I don't obviously,
1: know. Obviously, Cumbie knows. He he's knows forgotten more than, more than, yeah. than, than right. I know. I'm not right. trying to say that I know more than, yeah. than Sonny Cumbie about football. But sometimes coaches will say that to protect guys. Right now, right. they're in full-on protection mode for their offensive line. Yeah. Because, right, I mean, that was the glaring weakness, right? right. I mean, it was. Other than... They got some real movement in the running game. You know, they really did. So they pushed Houston around, and Taj Brooks did his thing. But uh, in my opinion – I mean, it was a jailbreak. You know what I mean? Uh, on two of the sacks, your right tackle just got beat off the edge. I mean, that, well, that, that who's it. that?
2: Forty-four for Houston Jones, I think, was his last name. But he's forty-four, big dude. Man, he beat whoever yeah. was a right tackle there several times. Just came around that end, and
1: they had no answer. And for him on Houston has plays. a good defensive front. They yeah. do. But is it going to be better than Oklahoma's and Texas and even right. West Virginia's? I don't know. You know, probably yeah. not. So, uh, you know, they, they're going to have to improve there. But in terms of the transfers and Tyler Shuck. What we saw was, all right, if you're going to single up EZ, Tech has a quarterback that can throw it deep and get it out there. Right. You know, uh, if, you, if you're if you on the goal line and Tech needs to figure out, okay, like they're really keying in on Taj or they're keying in on EZ, who are we going to get the ball to? You can run with Shuck, and he might use the juke stick yeah. or break a couple of tackles. And he's 6'5". It's like they for that touchdown. He's, that six, was, yeah. he's 6'5", 225, and yeah. he can run. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. That's not what we've seen the last couple of years. That all is right. a power five quarterback, you know, beast right. is what yeah, they call it, yeah. you know, and Tech had not had that since
2: Pat, just to be honest. Alright, uh, well, we're enjoying the Bud Light, the official beer of the Rockin' pregame today, and when we come back here, time to do some rockin' research. The voice of Stephen F. Austin, Rob Myers, is going to return to uh, the show here with us to give us the 411 on the Lumberjacks, and uh, that is coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter uh, Rockin' pregame.
3: It's the Cotton Court Hotel Top 25 Scoreboard. We're doing Top 25. Top 25. Let's do it again. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, thought I caught you off guard on that. Well, you did, but hey, I, I, we got Iowa leading Iowa State right now. That's 7-3, 5.45 left in the second quarter. Iowa's number 10. Iowa State is number 9. Of course, the big upset today, you've got uh, Oregon knocking off number three, Ohio State. That was 35-28. The Ducks get a huge win. How about number eight, Notre Dame? 32, Toledo 29. There's a buck nine left in that game. Number 2, Georgia 41, UAB 0, that's Alabama-Birmingham. Colorado leads number 5, Texas A&M 7-3, Penn State 24, Ball State 6. The Nittany Lions are ranked 11th. Number 7, Cincinnati, one of the new teams coming into the Big 12 in the coming years. Number 7, Cincinnati leads Murray State 21-7, they are in the third quarter. Number 1, Alabama. Uh, having some mercy with Mercer, they lead 31 nothing at the half. Number five, uh, number six, Clemson, 28. South Carolina State, nothing. We also have number 15, Texas, going to take on Arkansas. That's a six o'clock game. Uh, one other final this afternoon. Number 13, Florida, beat South Florida, 42 to 20.
2: All right, we are joined by the voice of the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, Rob Myers. And, uh, Rob, welcome to the Rockin' Free
0: game. Well, thanks for having me. It's, uh, nice to be here and loving. Looking forward to week two of this football season.
2: All right, Rob, the Lumberjacks rebounded, just like the Red Raiders did last week, uh, scoring 20 unanswered points versus Tarleton State. How has this team improved over the uh, over the last year?
0: It's been a process that Kobe Carthel, uh, you know, undertook three years ago when he took over this program and just to try to rebuild it. He's taking his time in rebuilding it, trying to come from the ground up, and Uh, You know, This past weekend I thought they took a big step. Uh, Last fall we made the decision to play games in the fall and were able to get 10 games under our belt last fall as we were not uh, eligible to compete for the playoffs at the FCS level due to an APR problem. So uh, we elected to play 10 games in the fall. I think that was a great benefit for this team because it's primarily still underclassmen on this team. Yet they were able to get 10 games of experience and it's rolled over into this year uh, with, you know, 95% of those guys all back. And uh, they, they, it continues to build. So I think that, you know, has, have they improved? Certainly how much they have improved, I guess we find out in the coming weeks. And uh, But certainly improvement is there kind of across the board, both offensively and defensively. And uh, hopefully it, it kind of manifests itself tonight.
1: Coach Carthol has West Texas ties and considers this a home game.
0: Yeah, I suspect he'll have a bunch of friends and family, you know, out there at the, at Jones AT&T Stadium, and uh, he would like to put on a, a, a good show for them and, and, and you know, make the Red Raiders think a few times about this one. Uh, you, you'd like to see it, you know, be competitive into the second half, obviously, and give yourself maybe a chance to win. But, yeah, I think he look he's looking forward to coming out to West Texas. we got a few other guys on this staff with some West Texas roots as well uh, from the old West Texas A&M days. I think they're all looking forward to coming back out there on the up in the Panhandle and on the high plains and seeing what they can do out there against the Texas Tech.
3: Well, how has De'Leon Ward performed since he came over to SFA from the Red Raiders?
0: Well, De'Leon uh, obviously had great, has great speed, and he's done a he's done a good job for us. Uh, share of time uh, last year, uh, off and on throughout the uh, season, and last week was one of really four different running backs. Uh, to, uh, to get carries last week against Charleston State. But uh, we got another transfer running back that Dick has kind of taken over the lead spot this year, uh, and Miles Reed from the University of Hawaii. So uh, Ward, J.T. Turner, and uh, Miles all got really the bulk of the carries last week. Uh, both uh, De Leon and J.T. were a little bit banged up coming out of that game. Not sure how much they will be able to go here this evening. But uh, we will find out, obviously, at game time. But Ward has been a great addition. In uh, helping Carthel kind of you know, get some uh, a, a bit more experienced player in the locker room last year, as he tries to kind of change the uh, culture and rebuild this program. All right, he's Rob Myers, voice of the
2: Lumberjacks, joining us on the Rock and Pregame today. And you guys have four players on the preseason All-WAC team. Which player will make the biggest impact for SFA today?
0: And that that's uh, hard to say. Who will be the have the biggest impact? But I would think it's probably going to have to be Xavier Gibson. Uh, he is the guy that that really, uh, and we saw it last week. And whether he was getting his hands on the ball or they were using him as a decoy to open up things for other players on this team, I think he will be the focal point of the offense. And uh, as he goes, I think the offense will go. So I, I really think that Xavier, you know, probably will be. It could have the biggest impact as to whether or not, or how far this team is able to go this year.
1: What does Trey Self bring as a QB? Uh,
0: Trey Self, uh, experienced number one. Uh, this will be his third season starting for us. Uh, he is uh, he's a tight quarterback, and you, need, you hate to use that term, game manager. I don't think he's really a game manager, but he does not make those mistakes which get you beat. So uh, he's, he takes care of the football, and he's, he's made some good decisions and. He's able to distribute it. I think, uh, you know, especially that first year, they were very careful in exposing him because they just, quite frankly, didn't have anything behind him. Uh, last year, uh, got a couple of quarterbacks on the roster. They were inexperienced. They did get some snaps during those 10 games that we played last fall. And so I think that, uh, and we saw a little bit of it last week, and that uh, he will use his legs to, to move the chains. And I think that is a part of what he brings, you know, to the field that maybe we haven't utilized. Much as we might utilize this year, uh, given that you know the fear of exposing him to to injury as he runs the ball was it just we just didn't do it last year because you could not afford to replace him. Um, this year, I think they feel a little bit better about what's behind him, and 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 I think as a result they'll probably take a few more chances. But I think he brings that dynamic to to the to the offense in that he does have the ability to use his legs and plays.
2: All right. So uh, how does Brevin Randall? Help this SFA team.
0: Uh, Randall, uh, he, he's done a great job. Uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of settles things down on the on the defensive side of the ball. He's uh, he's was up one of our leading tacklers a year ago. Had a great game this past week, and he is really, as a sophomore out of Marshall, he's done a great job uh, helping solidify and and just get the defense in the right spot. So, I think Scott Powers is very pleased with the way he's played and. You know, up front in front of him, we've got some great defensive linemen and some depth this year that will allow them to kind of keep some people off. uh, Brevin, we hope, and allow him to move side to side and make some plays. But Randall's a a big, big part of this uh, defensive unit, and I really think the front seven might be as good as we've had in a while here. So, uh, kind of excited to see what those guys are able to put together as well.
3: Rob, what do you see? Are the keys to today's game for Stephen F. Austin? Be much,
0: much. Greater chance, perhaps if we're spotted twenty-eight to start, but I don't think that's going to happen. So <laughs> uh, I think the thing that we have to do is just take care of the football. You can't you can't make those mistakes to beat yourself, and then take take advantage of, of any opportunity that they might get. I know last week Tech got behind early against University of Houston, then came back strong. Um, we certainly can't get off to the same sort of start that they had, you know, last week against Charleston State, and that they fumbled it on the first possession, leading to a Tarleton State uh, touchdown. They're only one of the night. But you can't get off to that same sort of start, uh, and you can't make mistakes to beat yourself. And that's really, I think, what it boils down to here tonight against the Texas Tech. Carthel's told them all week. In fact, he tells them every week, it's not about them, it's about us. We do what we're supposed to do. You know, you, hopefully we have a chance you know, late in the game, and I think that would be the same philosophy this week.
1: What will the Lumberjacks consider as a success for the future of SFA?
0: It varies, obviously. I think uh, at kickoff, everybody certainly thinks you have a chance to win. Um, the reality of the situation is you're outmanned somewhat. You know, 85 scholarships to 63, so it makes it, it's an uphill battle from the get go. But um, you know, among the 100 kids, 110 kids that are on our roster right now, I don't think if you polled them, there's a man, the players, coaches, staff that does not believe that they should be at the you know at the Power Five level. They all, obviously all want to prove that. They have the talent and ability to, to play or coach at that level, so they obviously they want to have a good showing. But um, as I said, the reality is that it'll be an uphill battle for everyone involved. Uh, so, yeah, I think that obviously you start the game with the plan that you're going to go in there and play well and, and win the game. And then when it's all over, you just want to say that you played well. And if you get beat by, you know, 20 or whatever, uh, you just have to kind of take the good with the bad, I guess. But uh, you just you don't want to be embarrassed, obviously, and just be blown out. And several times we've been out in Lubbock; that's been the case. But uh, hopefully, they can keep it close. And I think at the end of the night, that's really all you want to have happen. All
2: right, is the voice of the SFA Lumberjacks, Rob Myers, and good luck, Rob, on the call today.
3: Thank you. Enjoy it, and uh, hope everybody has a good night in Lubbock. Man, you know, Colby Carthel is uh, from West Texas. Grew up in Friona, of course. Uh, dad coached up at WT. Was the first coach at, uh, and the only. I mean, I don't know if he was the only coach, but Lubbock Christian University when they had football, his dad was the coach. But uh, he talked earlier this week about how he is going to visualize coming to Lubbock and spinning this into a home game for the Lumberjacks.
4: You know, great trip for us, and uh, we're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, you know, going up against a Power 5 opponent, they're going to have uh, a little more behind them than we will, but uh, we'll, cut, we'll go out there and we'll swing for the fence. Uh, I'm, I'm up in that area, Freelman, Texas. So I've, I've convinced myself when I show up there at Jones Stadium and see that, you know, 40,000, 50,000 people in red, there's just
3: a lot of people from Freelman come out to support me. So uh, it'll be fun. Man, and then uh, Kobe Carthel last night tweeted out, if any Texas Tech student can land a flying tortilla on the double-T logo tonight, I'll buy the first round of beers at Cowpokes after the game. (laughs) Let's hashtag Pack the Jones and get rowdy tomorrow night in Lubbock, Texas. So I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, well, He's so just trying to get a penalty on Tech,
3: that's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. he is,
1: yeah. Somebody <laughs> said that on Inside the Red Raiders. I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. Yeah. This guy's no pretty kidding, smart. Him. I have respect yeah. for him. Yeah. But,
2: but a Tortilla on the double T at the center of the field. Yeah. Okay, wow. Challenge accepted. It's a good thing I smuggled well. Tortillas here today.
3: It's the Cotton Court Hotel. Big 12 scoreboard. Looking at the Big 12 scoreboard, Oklahoma State escapes Tulsa, pulling out a 28-23 win. Last night, number 17, Coastal Carolina, beat Kansas 49-22. West Virginia right now after the first quarter, leading Long Island 21-0. If you're like me, I didn't know Long Island had a football team. Uh, number fifteen, Texas, is at Arkansas tonight at six. Texas Southern's at Baylor at six. Southern Illinois, the Salukis, are at Kansas State at six. West Car- Western Carolina's at number four, Oklahoma, at six. Of course, uh, Steve neff Austin taking on the Red Raiders in the home opener at the Jones, also at six. Tech favored by thirty-two points. Time to
4: look at the Texas Tech offense.
2: Yeah, let's look at the offensive side of the ball here as Texas Tech gets ready for the home opener against Stephen F. Austin. Coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, looks like you've got uh, got pretty good activity down here today. I mean, it feels pretty good for a home opener, and uh, you got got like, a lot of people around. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I felt like coming in, you know, because we get here earlier, you know, than most people probably, but uh, the traffic level was a lot higher than it has been for the last probably three years. I, I was really surprised... Well. We have together. Shaq and Buddy
1: Garrity here. I that's mean, right. On, yeah. I mean, that's that's just right. That's what we that's know right. about, you know? So. Yeah,
2: you can hear it. We can hear Shaq for throwing yes. Raider out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can
1: hear him screaming.
2: Yeah, my my wife's over She sent me a picture. Well, they're over there. Was, wow, Shaq, you know, he's on the ones and twos here. So I was like, all right, you know, wiki, wiki, I mean, wiki. You can't miss him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Giant, you know. Yeah, I guess uh, surely he'll be – surely he's going to the game. Don't you think? But, uh, what, won't they give him a Red rare jersey or something? They'll do to something. On they did. Something? did uh, they? Okay. Kirby Hoke
3: gave him one. That It's probably double XL. It still won't fit him. A double I mean, XL. Heck, I don't know what it, – it doesn't look big see, enough. You yeah, the no way man. his hand would fit in that shirt.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't know if uh, Texas Tech Equipment stocks jerseys uh, – of course, uh, Mason Tharp's a pretty big guy. I mean, he he probably well, they have some, they have like some basketball that, but, uh, players that are
1: you know well yeah. six nine, I guess. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. You know what? I always wonder is like the tragedy of guys that like that are that big, which there aren't that many of them, who don't make it in the NBA. Yeah. who don't get the money. How do they operate through life? How do they fly yeah. Southwest?
3: I mean, how they they play, you?
2: know, like, <laughs> I always thought that was amazing. Guys that are that big always go, "Hey, man, how about you play basketball? Don't you?" No, nope. uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm uncoordinated. I and play, I always say,
3: "What a waste!"
2: I
1: played clarinet. Yeah. What? Uh, they actually have a picture of Shaq with a uh, jersey that, uh, uh, according to uh, Texas
0: Tech equipment, was made by uh, Cayman, uh, one of the head equipment. Oh, guys. who? I think Who's I know that? that.
1: I think yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be yeah. like a flag.
0: Yeah,
2: take a, like, take, you don't, take, like, take a look like, at that
1: picture. Jeez,
2: let me man. see that there. Yes, golly. I what? mean, it's like a sheet well, for everybody Kirby else. Is that Kirby Cut? Yeah, Kirby. Man, he looks like it. Like looks a. like Shaq's kid. like, <laughs> <your> <laughs> he looks like a little boy. But he does. Man, that's crazy. All right, so uh, Texas Tech tonight against uh, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, I mean, look. Obviously, this is a game Tech should uh, should come out, score a lot early, put this game away without any doubt. That would be the expectation. Um, but uh, on the offensive side of the ball, what are you guys uh, really looking for tonight?
3: Well, you know they scored 38 points last week, really in three quarters. I mean the game couldn't have started any worse last week. They got the ball with like two minutes left and they were down 14 nothing. But then they come back and score 38 points, 31 unanswered in the second half. Uh, obviously, uh, Shuck airing it out to Eric Ezukama. Eric Ezukama, uh, I think at like 179 yards, and uh, and then Taj Brooks running the ball. I mean those were the real. High highlights to me but uh you know when they got Shuck, it elevated the quarterback room and you can see uh what he's done with all these guys and i know you're a big fan of that jared when you have a quarterback you believe in it elevates the entire team not just your offense but
1: the the defense because you know you have a guy that can go out there at the most important position in the sport and make plays for you and he did make plays but he also didn't make any bad plays last week uh tyler shuck and again i go back to He's got the arm to get the ball out there to those big targets, and he's got enough speed and athleticism to run. Those are two things we haven't seen in years, and that's what it takes. That's like the bare minimum, right, at this level of football. So, but today, honestly, it's like just line up. You average 6'6", 310 pounds on your offensive line and starting offensive line. Line up, and I know they just were just talking about the good defensive front for Stephen Fawson, and I, I respect that, but come on. At some point, just let the big uglies just lean on these guys, and I don't care what running back you use. Use Taj. Use Xavier White. Get Shadarius Townsend some carries. Uh, maybe this is the this is the game to see some of those freshmen. You know, some Cameron Valdez who had some really nice runs this, in this fall camp. So, I don't care what running back they get the ball to. But if they if you get bogged down, if you have some problems, just line up and run over them.
3: If they get up 50 to six or something, do you think we'll see some of these young quarterbacks in this I, the day? I,
1: I, we're gonna to get some to predictions, but I think it's gonna be a huge blowout because Tech's experience—they're so much bigger than them, and they have depth. So if somebody's not play, like didn't show up to play, he's gonna get benched, and somebody who who wants to play will play. So it's not like in years past. So I think it'll be this game will be over by halftime. They'll get in the second team guys in the third quarter, fourth so might, quarter. Yeah. You get. Columbia with the Donovan Smith, Smith and, Donovan Baird, yeah. Smith and, and maybe Horton. even Baron yeah, Horton. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do believe that. See, I, want be Don- awesome. I want to see
2: Donovan Smith come in because, you know, the, this, the scrimmage – uh, he, he just didn't seem, he, he, I don't know what it was really. It was he just, no blocking he didn't seem, is what it was. Well, and that's, that? that probably is it. Yeah, that probably defense alignment were back because, there before the ball was. Right, because you were, yeah, and that's probably it. I mean, End of story. But I want to see him come out and, and have a chance to you know, hopefully, yeah. show, I want to see what the future looks like. there. I've heard so many great things about him when he played out at Friendship. Absolutely. I remember going out and seeing him. And you know, the guy's phenomenal. I mean, remember six five, the he's huge, he's spring athletic. game, he is phenomenal. Yeah.
1: And you, you're a Friendship guy so you yeah. probably saw him more than I did. But uh, very impressed with him and in the spring scrimmage he wasn't under so much duress mm-hmm. and he looked good now they opened up they allowed contact on him at baron baron he didn't get a lot of blocking either and he used even more athleticism to be honest to get out of there sometimes he left when he didn't have to when he actually had a good pocket but he used that athleticism moved the ball and then had that great run for the, the touchdown in the scrimmage so i'm gonna i'm interested in seeing both those guys yeah. both those guys are very talented guys Would you rather them run over, or would you want rather them air it out? What do you want to see out of this game to help? I mean, you want to see the balanced attack, but I like this team showed a physicality, a physical presence on both sides of the ball. Last week, where Houston said, "I don't want anymore. I'm done." They tapped out. They did. They broke their will. It should be like that. You should be able to do that against Stephen F. Austin. He was on both sides of the ball. Those those uh, skill position guys for Houston didn't want the ball the way right. they were getting hit, and those uh, DBs were diving like we have seen Tech defenders do right. when they play yeah. like a OU or whatever. You know, uh, you were seeing other teams do that to Tech, and that was nice. I I want to see them push them around and bully. I like right. I like bully ball. That's me. All right. So um, you know.
2: Probably against Houston. I mean, your first game of the year. Um, you know, did, did how much of the playbook we actually saw? You, you don't know, but but seeing Sonny Cumbie take over the offense. What are your overall impressions of the difference in the offense and what they did? Uh, compared to the last couple of years of Yost, would most Red Raider fans would look at it? They they hated those years of Yost because it looked like it was a screen pass on almost every down, and it was boring. Yes. They couldn't score like they like we've come become accustomed to. So one game in, what were your overall impressions of maybe I, any I mean, differences? If, I
1: could talk two hours about it to be honest, right? just because I love Yo. football. No, no. <laughs> uh, he ran some nice plays that he obviously saw in film that, that manufactured some yards and some first downs for them, some of the kind of the shorter stuff. But what I really liked was, look, when they said, we're going to single EZ with, look, marks Jones is a good cornerback, but he's 5'8". EZ is 6'3", 220. He's a physical specimen. He's basically a, NFL, a legit NFL receiver out there. If you single him, even with a Big 12 cornerback, he will light you up. So, and one of the things can be said, was not only did I think we, like, we could have thrown the ball to Easy more, but, like, we should have thrown the ball to Easy more. Anytime they single him up, we got to go, and they did. And that was, honestly, I know he probably doesn't want to get compared to him a lot, but it reminded me of Leach. Leach would be like, if he had a matchup, he would work. He'd run a 100 times. Right, you know, if they didn't right, change right. it, they didn't stop right. And they never really changed. Yeah. So they kept throwing it to EZ, and they got burnt. You know what I mean? So I don't expect, really... Any team to do that yeah. from here on out. Did you see her today? And you remind me
2: that doing the same thing over the never change her. Did you? Did you guys watch that uh, Ohio State Oregon game?
3: Yeah, Ohio State
2: chance. kept running that man defense, and they they just they, they got burned by it most of the game, and they never really seemed to make any huge adjustments or anything on that. That, that was that was just strange. you just reminded me of that. That's, yeah. that's the game I spent time watching. I wanted to game see it, today, but but yeah, Oregon ended up winning that game by a touchdown. So that was a that was a that's a big upset win for that day. Oh program. man, huge to go into uh, to the to the horseshoe and win one like that against number three Ohio State. Yeah, that was a huge. that was a big game. Um, all right, so when we uh, come back here, let's talk some defense for Texas Tech. It's uh, The home opener tonight, Stephen F. Austin in town. We kick off at around 6 o'clock tonight, and we'll talk Texas Tech defense uh, coming up here in just a few minutes on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame on 101.1 The Beer.
3: It's the Cotton Court Hotel, Big 12 scoreboard. Checking out the scores right now, just starting the fourth quarter. TCU leads California 21-19. Number 10, Iowa. 14, number 9, Iowa State. 10, they are at the half. West Virginia leading Long Island, 28-0, seven minutes left in the second quarter. Finals today, uh, Oklahoma State beat Tulsa, 28-23. Last night, number 17, Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, 49-22. Still to come, number 15, Texas takes on Arkansas at six. Uh, Texas Southerns at Baylor at six. Southern Illinois at Kansas State at six. Number four, Oklahoma hosting Western Carolina at six. And, of course, your Texas Tech Red Raiders hosting Stephen F. Austin, 6 o'clock here at the Jones.
2: Time to look at the
3: Texas Tech defense.
2: All right. You know, uh, for, for years, the Texas Tech defense has been the thing that everybody, you know, just through the years, it's always just like, oh, man, if Tech just had a defense or, wow, well, if the defense could be better or whatever. But you know what? It, it's gotten to a point now where, I mean, certainly the, the defense is, you know, they're, they're not an elite defense or anything at least heading into this year. They're better than defenses of the past, and you always have a tendency to measure it against Tech defensive performances. Uh, but this year, man, with all these transfers they brought in, i tell you, there, there's a real sense that this, this, this defense may legitimately be better and not just by
1: right. historical Texas Tech standards. It may be a, a legitimately decent defense. I think when it's all said and done, we're going to look at this as a middle of the pack Big 12
3: defense, yeah.
1: which that, hey, is huge. that is huge. Yes, See, if, if they're anything like we were, were expected on offense, yeah, which is top tier. You know, mm-hmm. the top three or four, right? And with a like a fifth defense, right? What kind of team is that? And who wouldn't take that? That's a, a fifth pretty place dang defense. good yeah. team. You right. know what I mean? That's right. a team that's winning a lot of games. That's very competitive. That's a lot of fun to watch. And I think the thing that I heard the most. I don't know about y'all. And, you know talks in the community was just how physical they were. It was so nice because this is a tough area. These are tough people right. here, you know, uh West Texas. All you know, hard working, you know, tough people. So, uh, that's the kind of team they want to follow. That's the kind of team they want Texas Tech to field.
3: And that's what we saw in the opener. Well, and what they did in the second half to Houston was uh, phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I mean, Houston tapped out, let's be honest. They are like, "No, nah, we don't we don't want any more of that." Because every hit was like a boom, was a hit stick, to use another video game term. I mean, it was. It was a hit uh, stick-type hit on almost every tackle. It wasn't just that, like, are they going to make the tackle or are they going to hurt him out of bounds or hopefully they'll stumble and fall. You know, so they don't run up and down the field. No, it was like, who's going to get the big hit next? And There, guess, there was arm
3: tackling. And there was no. one play where a, one, yes, they hit I one, and then I forgot who it was, but it was it, like a
1: boom, boom. It was Merriweather was the second one. <laughs> and I tell you what, I know I already mentioned, or I mentioned this before, uh, but he had a hit on a guard where he was just filling the gap. You know, he was just run-fitting. But he was like, if I have to do this, I'm going to go hit somebody. And he lit up Houston's starting right guard. I mean, I, so I was like, they're – They they just gave up at this point. They don't want any more of Christian Merriweather, Reggie Pearson, uh, Rico Jeffers, uh, Colin Schooler, Jalen Hutchings. I mean, go down the line. They were all making
3: plays. Well, they got four interceptions. And, I mean, we could talk about a lot of guys, but I was super pumped for Reggie Pearson. I mean, this is a guy who came in from Wisconsin. He didn't want to leave Wisconsin, but they told him. Uh, we can't clear you to play. Yeah. And he goes, hey, I've got an outside doctor yep. who says, hey, I yep. can play. Hey, what do you make of that? Texas Tech then has him go to a doctor and they bring him in and look what he did this week. The Big 12 newcomer, eight tackles, forced a fumble, got a, uh, an Intercept. interception. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you
2: make of that? That That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You would think you know, that Wisconsin would want him to play in, in different opinions and doctors. It's I mean, what, funny how when, how do you...
1: when these thing, type things happen. because, you know. I, they don't really want it. I mean, it's out there, but he didn't really want it out, out there. Like, but he had a medical condition that. Yeah. I mean, I understand why he wasn't clear. To be quite honest, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But he, then he was cleared by multiple doctors, so I understand why Texas Tech was like, "This guy's a really good football player, <laughs> and we have an opportunity to add a guy who will be like maybe our best, one of our best players right, on the whole team, right. who has three years of eligibility remaining." Oh, by the way, yeah. so they jumped on it, you know. And then now look at him. And I after seeing, I was skeptical because he wasn't clear because. Normally, I mean, come on, this is big time football—you're going to do whatever you have to do to get that guy cleared if you're Wisconsin. I was about right? to say
2: though, that's because that's the devil's advocate. You sit right. there from afar and you look at that and you go, "Okay, hey, could you just clear this guy, please?" Right. Wink, wink. I mean, you know, and that's but and that that's potentially dangerous, but right. you know.
1: But that's not what Wisconsin did, and to the uh, benefit of Texas Tech. And when I saw him running around fall camp, I said, "This guy—he looks like he did." In 2019, when we started every game for the Rose Bowl Wisconsin team. And he was their most physical player on a team program that's been built on physicality. Yes, yeah, 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 so I was like, right. I, so the kind of performance he had. And what's funny is that when you, you know, when we heard Keith Patterson talk in the week, he was like, you know, he was making mistakes on half the time. He was out there in terms of scheme. So he wow. was just running around being a football player. You know what I mean? Making instinct. plays yeah, exactly. Yeah. So imagine when he actually gets acclimated, right? You know, with this defense and Coach Power, Pat- and he has time. It's not just one year. He's going to be an All Big Twelve type player. I really believe that.
2: And you know, I think it's interesting too because after you know we had Keenan Ward, former Tech player, on our show yeah. last week. And when listening to him talk about what that was like to have a, def, a different defensive coordinator, yeah. I mean, it got bless his heart, man. That guy played for like three different defensive coordinators, and, and trying to learn the the different the terminology, that just different systems, and you can't react. You're you thinking so well, they have much, completely you know? different so, philosophies. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Right. Forget just the
1: terminology, like yeah. like their keys, are like their first action when the ball is snapped, were completely different from right. defensive coordinator to defensive coordinator. So, yeah, I mean, good luck with that. You're like. You know, well, you're you can see me, down with analysis, like, yeah. your Your whole body is going in three different
3: directions. Right. I mean, so. Well, we got to speak to Reggie Pearson Tuesday night and he just, you know, he thanked God. I mean, the opportunity yeah. to play the game he loves and he's so thankful to be here at Tech and he just wants to get out there and help this team and he said, "I didn't want to come to a team that gives up 60 points a game. I want to be on a team that just pounds teams and and it's
2: amazing he came to Tech. Right. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. You're right. Thinking, you
3: know? Well, no one wanted to take the chance on
1: him because everyone assumed what you're talking about, too, which I did, too. Yeah. That if Wisconsin wouldn't clear this guy, this isn't a third string or second string or developed. This guy was one of your best players on a very – one of your best teams you've, right. you've put out there in a couple of years. So, the thought was if he could be cleared, they would have cleared him. But I don't know the exact story of why he wasn't, but he they didn't. And yeah. so, in Tech – swooped in there and it was really cool the story that coach patterson told about uh i think it was dave scholes who actually brought it to his attention he read his story and he, and he hit him up on uh and patterson hit up pearson on twitter he did him just say hey i read your story i'm interested all i can tell you is that i'll fight for you yeah. you know if, if you listen to us and you know the, the end result is look yeah i, I mean he's newcomer of the of the week
2: well, I gotta say, just watching against Houston, and you know, we'll see as we get deeper in like Big Twelve season and all. But to take defense, just overall, guys like you know Pearson and the the transfers they brought in, they look. I mean, just just the eyeball test. This defense looks like a defense that is capable of stopping people. Just just looking at them, you can tell they're bigger. Man, Krishan Merriweather. Yes. There's another guy. That guy's that a guy monster. Is, He's a monster. His arms. Yes. I mean, I'm like, dude, that guy, you talk about somebody who's been in the weight
1: room. Yes. Man, he looks dangerous. He is dangerous. And everyone is, I guarantee you, like, <clears throat> I mentioned, I think, if I was an offensive coordinator, opposing offensive coordinator, I'd have to find out where Colin Schooler was on every mm-hmm. play. But then you got Christian flying around, just like right. crunching people. Rico Jeffers, oh by the way, and then we just talked about Pearson. Yeah. And then I mean, I, there's just all of a sudden you have playmakers all over the team all heads. over
2: in the defensive line. Yeah, you got guys. Jaylen, I mean, look
1: what yeah. Jalen when he popped right. up and he fell down, popped up and got that sack on I me. Mean, right, that's a 300 pound dude doing that. You know?
2: No, they they definitely there, there is. You know, and, and listen, coming from the biggest pessimist in the world, yeah. me, I'm the show me guy because you know, years and years, I just always go, yeah, okay, show me. But I'll tell you, they they look better on defense, that to the point to where, you know, and then with Shuck at quarterback, yes. I mean, there there there's a real sense that you you know they could be win six or seven games, yeah. and, and and I know I'm I'm a little conservative probably. There's a lot of people saying maybe nine, ten games, sure. you know, but
1: we try i hope the people that have been listening to us in the past yeah we really do sincerely try and call it like we see it do we and it's painful sometimes it has to do that honestly you know um, very painful i hate it to be honest but what's the alternative right you know what i mean i don't want people to tune in and be like these guys always just say they're great you know so when we're telling you, look, this team has a chance to be good. They have some real playmakers. We mean right. it. Yeah. We're
3: not just blowing smoke. We're sincere. Yeah, we don't drink the Kool-Aid or the Hater-Aid. I, mean, I we, drink a little Kool-Aid. I, well, can't I not help it. but great. I mean, we're not, we're not guzzling <laughs> but, it. No, it, know, I have had some the, Hater-Aid. Put the, probably, the funnel but, down you know. my throat. Let me drink all that Kool-Aid. <laughs> they deserve some Hater-Aid.
1: There's been, I mean, come on. It's been an act for a year. Yes. But this is, a, this is a different look team. Yeah. It is. And the thing is, like you said, the, co- improving quarterback play, that's right. huge. And then the depth. The size right. and depth throughout this team,
2: Yeah, I mean, has,
1: has made a believer out of me. Yeah, no, and that
2: is, I mean, the depth. Certainly used to, you'd have, like, one or two guys on defense that you you thought, hey, those guys are pretty good. I, I hope right. they don't get hurt because they have you nothing know, after how that. How good now will they be okay.
1: 90 plays in? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So.
2: yeah. No, they've got enough depth where they can keep guys fresh. Yep. And uh, and so, no, that bodes well for the future. So uh, we got uh, coming up tonight, 6 o'clock uh, kickoff, and it's Texas Tech, the home opener against Stephen F. Austin. It's
3: the Cotton Court Hotel, top 25 scoreboard. Checking the scoreboard, number two, Georgia leads Alabama-Birmingham 49-0. They are just starting the fourth quarter. Number five, Texas A&M trails Colorado 7-3, 11-30 left in the game in that one. Penn State, number 11, leads Ball State 34-6 in the third. Number seven, Cincinnati just got the uh, Big 12 invite. Uh, Cincinnati leads Murray State 35-7 early in the fourth quarter. Number seven, Alabama, or number one, Alabama leads uh, Mercer 38 to 7. I was shocked that I saw a 7 by Mercer. That's in the third quarter. A big one. Number 9 Iowa State trailing number 10 Iowa 14-10. They are at halftime. Number 6 Clemson leads South Carolina State 35 nothing. Also uh, a, a finals this afternoon. We've got uh, number 20 or number 17 Coastal Carolina beat Kansas last night 49-22. Number 25 Auburn beat Alabama State 62 nothing. Number 12 Oregon shocks number 3 Ohio State on the road. Number 14, Florida State beats South Florida, 42-20. Number 19, Virginia Tech over Middle Tennessee, 35-14. Tonight, number 14, USC hosts Stanford. Number 23, Arizona State hosts UNLV. We've got BYU in action as well. Uh, Another team uh, heading to the Big 12. BYU will be home tonight. That is your top 25 scoreboard. It's back, and Pete wants to know, and so do I. To rock or roll.
0: Hey, how does this work, Jeff?
2: All right, so we've uh, got all of our statistics ready to go here. Now, just real quick update: rock and roll standings. Pete uh, seven and three last week. Jarrett seven and three. Jarrett still owes Pete two six packs, though. Uh, early early on into the season. Otherwise, so it was as, a twelve pack. Yes. Well, I I'm, I just I'm just reading the script. The um, added it right together. 12. That's actually it's, a, it's There is uh, some math. Is <laughs> boom, math. It's it's one of those nine packs and a, a new
4: three pack. It's uh,
2: 12, 12
1: total. You two beers. can count by sixes. <laughs> He owes you 12 one-packs. is. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. All
2: right, or just one giant bottle with the equivalent of 12 beers. Okay, all right. We'll get it up to a keg. Yeah, there you go, a keg, all right. Yeah, we'll drink it. <laughs> Can you do a keg stand, Pete? <laughs> no, I not Okay, all right, just curious. All right, we'll leave that for another show. Maybe all right, here we go. Texas Tech completion percentage at 68. Rock or roll?
1: That's a lot, but I'm going to rock. I'm gonna rock too because of the opponent.
2: All right, Texas Tech rush yards in the first half set at 120 and a half. First half, rock. Uh, yeah, I'll rock too. All right, Texas Tech receiving yards set that at 440 and a half. That's for the that's for the complete game there. Roll. I'm gonna roll. Same.
3: That's way too much. That's a lot. Yeah, that is.
2: Um, Texas Tech field goals one and a half. I'll rock. I More think they will yeah. get too. Wow, you think Tech will have to kick some field goals? Okay, all right. Jared, I'll roll. What do you think? You're gonna roll, okay? Texas
3: Tech interceptions of guys. Stephen F. Austin. They're not playing uh, Bishop Sycamore. What's that school <laughs> called? <laughs> the faith mean, school? Yes. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is a team. You all guys right. are acting like they're playing nobody. Well, I mean, I know. mean, they could get a field goal. They're going to stop Tech at least once. But you I'll feel, go, too. feel strongly about it. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. All right.
1: Texas Tech interceptions of Stephen F. Austin, one and a half. I hope I don't regret saying this, but Pete is just telling you all to fear the lumberjacks.
3: <laughs> no, I fear Bishop Sycamore. Uh, you're right. Uh,
1: uh, interceptions, uh, 1.5, I'll rock.
3: I will rock,
2: too. All right. Now we move over to uh, Stephen F. Austin's side of things here. Um, SFA points at 10.
3: Can we push-pull on this
1: one?
2: There's that no push-pulling.
3: Well, if I say they're gonna get ten, you're, rock, you're rocking. I'll rock. Okay. I'm gonna roll.
2: I don't think they get that much. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. SFA third down conversion
3: percentage, thirty-five. More math. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. Pete? Yeah, I'll roll two.
2: All right. SFA pass yards for the game at 167 and a half for roll. the game.
3: Roll for Jarrett, Pete? Yeah, I'll roll two. Okay, and they're they're gonna get ten points. I'm not sure how though. All right, here we move on to uh, SFA punts Gosh, at that's nine
1: a and a too. half. That's yeah, that's a lot of punts. I'm gonna roll. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I don't know how many possessions they're gonna have, but uh, I already said Tech's gonna pick off at least two passes, so I'm gonna roll.
3: Okay, beat. Yeah, I'm going to roll, too, only because Jarrett put that in that we both said they're going to get at least two interceptions, so that makes sense. I was talking about me. I don't know. <laughs> <Why not? laughs>
2: All right, and uh, finally, for Rock or Roll. This is the best question. Yeah, this, this is one of the faves here. Fans in stands at game time. So the number of fans at kickoff at 52,110. Rock is or that, Roll. Is that the yeah.
3: number they're going to give? I guess it's the, oh, the, the, announced, the, uh, the announced, announced attendance. attendance. Oh, well, if they could have 30,000, and they'll say there's 52, right. so I'm going to rock either way. But I hope there's at least 50.
1: Okay. All right, Jerry. Yeah, I hope there's at least 52. That's why I was saying 50 to 55. You know, they won. It is the... Uh, 55? Who sings that song,
3: I Can't Drive 55? Uh, was that Van Halen? Zinger! You know,
1: they did play that song on tour, so, <laughs> so
3: Eventually. Oh... <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Anytime you have to say zinger, yeah. really that good. Well, You said fifty-five, <laughs> oh, sorry, man. You uh, set it up for me.
3: Uh,
2: okay, fans stands. Okay, all right. But you're right. the The announced attendance is always typically more than
3: what's right. actually there. So I traditionally, the tickets sold. I the halftime. Don't <laughs> notice all the David Lee
1: Roth, Sammy Hagar, old '80s frontman drama going on. I don't know if they're trying yes. to just sell more old albums or whatever, but. Uh, just oh. a whole lot of drama in, oh, yeah? in the news between those guys. Just speaking of, just are saying. they fighting
3: of who's better? Ba- yeah, it's the oh, same still? old thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, uh, who, who's better, Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Ooh.
1: David Lee
2: Roth. It's yeah, David yeah. Lee Roth, but, yeah, is. Is definitely, but I like uh, Sammy
3: Hagar too. Yeah.
2: Well, as you know, what can't
1: he do? Drive 55 feet. How yeah. you not man. know what he's not, talking about? Not, <laughs> so I was going to say not, not drink alcohol.
3: Yes. Yeah, the singer, the not, deer in the headlights just blew it. I love man, it. I yes. your privileges. You know what? Yes. Teed it up. Yes. You know what? One time I interviewed LL Cool J, and I said, Hey, man, you know what Mama said? And he goes, Oh, what did Mama say? I said, I just set you up. Mama said, knock you out. Oh, he set me up for my records. So I set him up. So if LL Cool J doesn't know his own song, don't look at you me know, for Sammy Hagar.
1: He really did knock somebody out relatively recently. Somebody <laughs> broke it? into his house and... I guess Mama told him to knock him out, because he did. He knocked his... his, He didn't have a gun? No, he had... Mama said kill him. Mama didn't say shoot him. She said knock him out. He knocked him out cold and called the cops. Wow. Man, we're we're learning a
2: lot today. All right, uh, coming up next, it is time for the Bud Light Keys to the Game here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame on 101.1 The Beard.
3: It's the Bud Light
2: Keys to the Game. All right, just minutes from kickoff, home opener for Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin. It's time now for our Bud Light keys to the game. And, you know, a lot of times keys to the game end up, you know, there's just certain things in in every football game that. You could kind of argue are always keys to the game, but in this specific game here, uh, what, what
1: do you guys think are the keys? Well, for me, it's getting off to a fast start. I, I think that was actually your key for the Houston game, and it didn't. That's, <laughs> yeah, I think I should say that too. That was mine last <laughs> that week was as well. was That was the one of y'all. But, that was yeah. The, yeah, it didn't happen. But uh, you know, it's not just to win this game. I think Texas to win this game going away, uh, but it's also like think of this in terms of like almost like a, a preseason game in the fact. Like an NFL preseason game that you can play a lot of your younger guys. This is an opportunity to play your younger quarterbacks, younger linemen throughout the roster, and I think that's really important because it helps with their development just to get to season. But also, you know, they feel like they're they're more part of the team. Um, Maybe they do an extra, uh, you know, bench press rep. Maybe they do extra sprint or whatever. You know, they just it's good for the overall uh, quality of the team. Uh, for, for these guys to get in and contribute and like I said uh, the experience as well
2: and it's a lot easier to evaluate a player's talent when they're playing against actual opponents than it is in practice too and right? I mean, more so than the ever
1: game. they try and do stuff Jeff like scrimmages and stuff for scouting guys even during the season but like you know practice scrimmages or whatever but it's just not the same some yeah. guys just you know when the lights come on they're a different player yeah? Yeah. and so in nowadays they limit the amount of contact you can have so Back in the day, you could just be like, line up, you're going to, you know, Oklahoma my drill. Know, my you know. wife
2: does the same thing, so.
1: It's, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, now it's, uh, I, there's a, like a, a schedule, there's a limit to how much they can hit. And, uh, you know, so getting the opportunity to play against another opponent is is huge.
2: So as far as the keys to the game, then, you're the, back to that deal about the, uh which you said uh, initially was uh, getting off to a fast, fast start, start so it's
1: so that you can play your roster yeah. you know, so you get a big just lead for that reason because okay, yeah. if not I mean they're gonna have to play all the starters right, are yeah. and also I mean getting off to a quick start you know keeps the uh, the other team down kind of just yeah. you know take away their will early instead of waiting in the second half like we saw last week right
2: you know? emboldening the opponent to uh, they got you know, a look, shot,
1: yeah you know, a couple of FCS schools won in the first week and a couple of FCS schools put some mighty scares into some power five programs so it's not impossible that Stephen F. Austin can win. It's just highly unlikely, and Tech mm-hmm. should put them to bed early. Yeah.
3: All right, Pete, your uh, Bud Light keys to the game. Well, the last time uh, Stephen F. Austin came to town, it was 2016. The Tech beat them 69-17. So uh, I'm going off what Jarrett said. Uh, fast start, but continued fast start. you got to put the pedal to the metal, keep hitting the accelerator. I mean, you know, a lot of times Tech plays down to their opponents. I can think back to 1997 when they lost to North Texas and you can think of so many ways past that where they just played down don't play down win by 50 you get up 40 go for 50 go for 60 you know people aren't going to be happy if they only win by 10 or 15 they're expected to do big things this is a chance for Erica Zucama to really get a bunch of big numbers other guys to get in Tyler Shuck to to really have a good home debut so I expect uh, a really resounding uh, uh, performance from this team from the start to the finish.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all, all got the same theme there. Yeah, a fast uh, start because, yeah, last week it was a little worrisome there. The the way Tech started, you know, it didn't touch the ball there for, you know, Almost most the of the first, first quarter. quarter. I mean, that was just crazy. So, yeah, this is definitely one of those games that, that you hope that Tech comes out, scores early and often, and, and you should just. Drill a team like this, and yeah, because when you're mentioning that game against more Texas, I was thinking it was just a few years ago that central Arkansas game where right,
1: you know, Tech barely yeah, barely, yeah, and, and you knew was, that was a sign of was exactly. Yeah. And this team, I think, we've seen is a lot more talented than that 2014 Texas Tech team, uh, on both sides of the ball, including that quarterback. So, I, uh, I, there's no excuse for this to be a close game, right? Just to be quite honest, right, yeah. you know, um. Not that uh, it's not that I don't have respect for Stephen F. Austin, man. They won a national championship, what, 2017 or something like that? A FCS National Championship. So this is a good program. But I mean the talent just up front, they have a small defensive front. You know, I talked about that with Houston. It's even more so with Stephen F. Austin. Texas Tech's offensive line averages six six, three hundred and ten pounds. They should just be able to lean on that defensive front, and if nothing else, just hand the ball to Taj and simply run over them.
3: And just wear them down. Just wear him down, too, wear him down. By the second yeah. half, yeah. Exactly. And the defense should should dominate as well. I mean, after last week's four interceptions, they should get more. They should be able to dominate the line. They should be able to shut them down. They gave up just 2.2 yards per rush against Houston. There's no
1: reason. There's no way that Stephen F. Austin should do any better than that, to be honest. And uh, also, Houston averaged less than four yards per play. So... And then defense, that was a totally dominating performance, and I expect the same uh, today for sure.
2: All right, those are the Bud Light keys to the game. And when we come back here, uh, one final segment before we uh, get to kickoff here, we'll make our score predictions for today's game with Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. It's the Rockin' Pregame prediction time.
3: Who's the rock and who's the dinner roll?
2: Well, heading into our predictions here. Sean is uh, overall still in first place, 20 and six. You were 14 and two last week. I was 13 and three last week and in second place at 19 and seven. And Jarrett, you tied with me last week, 13 and three, uh, but you're 18 and eight overall. Pete, you are the dinner roller right now at 17 and nine. you're 12 and four last week. And uh, you know Pete. It's early. It's, uh, yeah, it's still early for tortoise, trash talk though. Hair. Too, I think it's it's only week number two. There's, right. there's you no know, trash talk yet. So
3: oh,
1: um, he
3: trash talked the first what, week. What, what what can't Pete do this season? <laughs> <Yeah>. Win, <laughs> make the right picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our
2: our guest picker Keenan Ward, uh, who uh, joined us last week, was thirteen and three, and so yeah, he tied with uh, you, you and I, Jarrett. So yep. um. And uh, Kino is making his picks
1: again uh, this week, and I've got them right here. So yes, I just uh, poked a bear. Did y'all notice Pete's look when I said that? I, I he did. He filed yeah. that away like, all right, I'm gonna get this guy.
3: Yeah, I, I, so I, I got a file cabinet. <laughs> Owes me right. two six packs of beer. Right. It's in my file cabinet, and now. He he made a shot at me, so I keep it in there. So he's gonna if I'm in the street and he's driving, he's gonna swerve toward me. <laughs> no. or if we're on a
1: smaller goal, dunk. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna dunk on me no. like a, like her. he did the nuns. <laughs>
2: All right, we got a few predictions here uh, to to get to here. First off, it's Western Carolina at number four, Oklahoma. Man, I can't imagine anybody's not going to take Oklahoma in this one. But uh, I I got Oklahoma. Everybody got Oklahoma. I might go with the
3: catamounts. No, I'm going to go Oklahoma. Isn't that aren't they the catamounts? They are. I believe they are. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I'm not even really sure. Actually, it's a cat that that
3: mounts. <laughs> a cat and a mouse. Know. Okay. No. Uh,
2: yeah, Plus, I, I don't know what man. kind of stuff you do in your spare time, but uh,
1: he doesn't like dogs, but he really <laughs> likes cats. Meow.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. Oh, geez, that's, just, that's that was perfect. Oh, <laughs> cat actually. mouse. Like perfect.
2: Oh. Is it okay? Yeah, a oh. Okay. order woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, That's the next game. Number 15, Texas at Arkansas. Man, this is a a great. I love this matchup. It's like an old Southwest Conference matchup here. A lot of history there. Um, Give me Texas. I got Texas, too. Yep, Texas. I
1: want to go Arkansas so bad.
2: Uh You should do it. Yeah, you should.
1: Peer pressure. That I'm winning.
2: Okay. All right, Texas Southern at Baylor. Um. Yeah, I'll take Baylor. 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 I, all these are pretty... Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cut 40. and dry. Got in their early season games for the most part. Southern Illinois at Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State looked pretty good. Uh, didn't I don't know what Stanford's got, but that was a nice win, so I'll take K-State. I got Kansas State.
1: Kansas State. Everybody? Okay. A, uh, another cat that melts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about uh, number 21, Utah at BYU? Maybe a future Big 12 member. I'll take BYU. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Keenan's also got BYU by the way. I'm, I'm gonna go BYU. I'm taking Utah. Utah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I'm try. Stanford at number 14, USC. I'll take USC.
1: Charging Fury.
2: I'll take the fighting Graham Harrels. All right, <laughs> USC. <laughs> okay, and uh, Keenan also took USC.
3: Red Raider prediction time.
2: All right, now on to today's game: Texas Tech against Stephen F. Austin. I'm going to guess we're all taking uh, we're all taking Texas Tech today. But let's get to some scores. I'm going to go uh, with uh, I think Tech gets fifty six
3: to thirteen. Oh, okay.
0: Tech fifty six to nothing. Mm, okay. wow.
3: wow. Shut up. Uh, I'm going to go fifty two to ten. Tech sixty two to three. Wow, all right. I would love that. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Those are our predictions
2: for today. And uh, now, kickoff coming up next. Thanks for joining us here today on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard.